This week's show is brought to you by Loot Crate, the official sponsor of Enchanted Tiki Talk. Loot Crate is the world's greatest subscription box for geeks, gamers, pop culture, and Disney fans like you. Start your subscription now at www.lootcrate.com slash tiki talk. Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 82 for the week of May 17th, 2015. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk. Today, Keith is unable to make it into the Tiki Hut, so we replace him with another Keith. So um, I want to welcome uh, Keith here, Keith Schneider, Disney Thanks Give on Twitter, and we're going to talk some DVC. So hey, Keith, welcome aboard. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Hopefully I can uh, live up to my uh, name. Oh, there's not much to live up to, so don't worry. Yeah, about that's, it. that's really not that difficult. Yeah. Let's be honest. You know, since the other Keith's not here, uh, you know, I figured I'll come on, come in and replace him. So yeah, it works for us. Do you like cheer wine? Uh, no. What? No. Is that good or bad? I'm sorry. No. No. Did you say no? I think you misunderstood the question. He was asking about Cheerwine, the greatest soft drink ever made. Do you like that soft drink? I never heard of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's not shocking. Oh. It's it's a North Carolina, uh, it's a cherry beverage. It's it's not like Cherry Coke, but it's a cherry soft drink. It's gotcha. delicious. It's from my home state, and it's amazing. And gotcha. you should try it if you ever see it. If I'm ever in North Carolina, I'll definitely uh, check it out. I'm sure it's up there somewhere. Do you guys have do you have Cracker Barrels up there anywhere? Actually, there's a Cracker Barrel two miles from my house. Yep, go check it, it out at Cracker Barrel. They usually have cheer wine there in the gift I'll shop. Look for it. In the I'll gift look. shop, yeah. Have to check it out. All right, so this week we're going to spend some time and talk about uh, DVC. But first, Keith, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your love of Disney for our audience here? Sure. I, I mean, I've been a Disney fan since I was uh, seven years old, and being now in my forties, uh, I pretty much been a Disney fan my uh, whole life. Um, pretty much I started off going to Disneyland when I was um, seven and something just in my head pretty much clicked and I've just been a Disney fan um, pretty much ever since. I actually got um, for my bar mitzvah when I was 13 years old, I actually got some uh, Disney shares which are now going to pay for my kids college tuition because they're worth a lot more than I bought them for. And pretty much I just you know loved Disney my whole life and uh, actually I've been going down to Disney World for Thanksgiving um, pretty much every year for the last 18 years. Um, hence my Twitter handle, Disney Thanksgiving, and I'm actually heading down there in a month. But not for Thanksgiving. Not for Thanksgiving, yeah. It's the first time, actually, in 18 years I'm actually going down for, uh, for Memorial Day instead of, uh, Thanksgiving, but, uh, yeah, so definitely just, uh, you know, Disney fan my whole life. So you're gonna go for the 24-hour event? You know, actually, I was trying to convince my wife, I said, can you, like, move the flight? We're actually leaving on that Sunday. I said, can you move it three days early so we could do that? That's my ultimate goal is to go there for 24 hours. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I want to do that as well. I know, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. I know we've talked about it in the past, but, yeah, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. There's always next year. I just don't know why they do it at a time when it's already busy. I mean, like, seriously, Memorial Day weekend's not busy enough. Yeah, let's uh, let's open it up for 24 hours. and Right really stretch the capacity of this park shall we they should do one at a kind of an, a, a slower time right in january february yeah but what do i know yeah i guess they're doing it just to take advantage of the crowds you know so i guess it looks better for them yeah probably so uh we're gonna get into the the heart of the episode here we're gonna talk some dvc uh, alan and i are actually dvc members i've been a member since 2008 and alan's been since 2010 or 11 right 2011 we bought okay yeah you're at animal kingdom and i'm at old key west and the wilderness lodge so i didn't know you owned at old key west i knew you were a wilderness yeah i own both i own um you're split yeah because 50 50 or um no it's um 75 uh, like 70 i have 75 at wilderness lodge and 50 at old key west oh okay cool so i have a i have a much smaller contract like i bought uh, originally i bought via resale so yeah. I bought a 50-point contract just to get my foot in the door. And then a year later, I bought a 25-point contract at 
um, Wilderness Lodge, and then the last two I've gotten have been at Old Key West because it was a lower pro- uh, price point, and we liked the resort anyway, so it didn't matter to us if we were staying at Old Key West or Wilderness Lodge. We like both resorts. And I'm a non-BBC member, and you completely lost me, so you'll definitely have to fill me <laughs> in on everything. I didn't realize you can split resorts and everything. I didn't even realize there was points, so um, you'll have to fill me in. Well, that's why we had you on, so you can ask us some questions, and we can try to point you in the right direction. Exactly. This will be a vacation club for uh, dummies here. Um, <laughs> I guess my first question is, like, how does the Disney Vacation Club work? Is it like you're buying a specific time period, or you're buying a week, or you're buying points, or what are you buying here? I think you said points. Yeah, you, you buy points. Uh, it's not like the old, um, it's not like the timeshare where you buy 27th week and you, you get to go every year from you know, June 17th through the 23rd or whatever. It's not like the way anymore. You buy a certain number of points, uh, and then you get a book every year you get a book from dvc that tells you depending on what resort you want to stay at and when you want to stay there and how long you want to stay there and what type of room you want to stay in it's going to cost x number of points per night and x number of points per week and then you decide you know how you want to spend those points and you get the same amount of points however many you've bought you get the same every year you have a use year so mine uh mine is in june so every year in june i get an allotment of uh, I have 160 points, so I get 160 points every June that I can use however I want to use. So then, based on, like, if I wanted to take, like, I have a two-year-old son, so if, like, my wife and I, like, we wanted to go down, like, say, for a week, like, how many points would you, like, normally need? Or does uh, well, it vary depending on, like, you know, what you're doing, I guess? Yeah, it, it depends a lot on where you're staying, uh, like I said, just say it depends on where you're staying, when you're going, and what type of room you want uh, when you go there. So there's there's studio rooms, which are basically like a regular hotel room at the other resorts. Um, I think they're a little bigger, right, Sean? Just maybe a little bit. Yeah, studio studios are typically a little bit bigger, and the one difference with uh, having a studio versus your standard room are is that you get a um, a, a kitchenette area so you're gonna get a microwave a in, yeah you get a microwave in there you get a, a second sink um you get some uh drawers you get a mini refrigerator so you can store you know store your food you'll be able to store stuff in the cabinets and stuff like that so you get a little bit more space in the room i i i, I want to say it's maybe 75 feet bigger square feet bigger something along yeah, those lines it's not much bigger and and the sleeping is a little different you get uh, in a in a DVC studio room, you get a queen bed, and then there's a couch that pulls out to... Is that a queen bed pullout, or is it a double pullout? Uh, queen bed pullout. Queen pullout. So, you know, if, for me, it's just me and my wife. We, you know, sleep in the queen bed, and we never pull the couch out, but you do have that ability. Uh, but then the next tier up, you have a one-bedroom, which has a full kitchen and a full living room, and the couch pulls out there, if I'm not mistaken, and there's usually a hide way bed type uh in the tv center possibly maybe am i making that up sean um in some of the in some of the resorts yes some like of the, the wilderness lodge there is yes there is a, a pull out a pull down bed i should yeah, say pull down i should say yeah, yeah. some and of then, the resorts are like that so in the one bedroom you've got the full kitchen and the living room and then there's a separate bedroom that has a king bed and that has the big bathroom and everything like that and then they also have two bedrooms which are you know, obviously two bedrooms plus the kitchen and the living room, and those are full kitchens again. And then there's the 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 coup de gras, as it were, the the deluxe villas that are that are giant. I don't, I've never stayed in one of those. I don't know much about those. They sleep like what nine, ten, something like that. Uh, depends, eight to twelve, typically. Yeah. Then you got like the treehouse villas. That's something different. That's its own little thing. But so depending on where you and your wife and your two year old want to stay. Um, it's obviously more expensive during, uh, you know, the busier times of year. It follows, you know, if you book resort, if you stay on Disney property, you know about the value season and the holiday season and the peak season and all the different seasons that the resorts price you at. The DVC so that, more or less follows that same schedule. Right. So then I'm paying premium points because if I'm going for Thanksgiving every year, pretty much. Yeah, you're paying a lot of points to go at Thanksgiving. So, I mean, you know, what's uh, like what's a resort that you would like to stay at like what's your dream resort basically my dream would probably i mean ideally i mean me and my wife have this conversation all the time i mean we always kick around the wilderness lodge we really like well that's good sean can 
Sean's a member there, so you can definitely you talk up the Wilderness Lodge. I'm trying to think what the... I'm looking at uh, yeah, right so now, basically, I'm looking at the point charts. Yeah, so basically how it is is um, come uh, Thanksgiving this year, I believe, is the 26th of, of November, I believe. Sounds about right. Okay, so if you wanted to stay at the, the Village of the Wilderness Lodge this upcoming November, if you wanted to check in on Sunday and leave on Saturday, check in Sunday, November 22nd, and leave on the 28th, which would be six nights. Okay. The point values isn't actually bad. It's actually only 100 points. It would only cost you 100 points to stay at the villas for that time period for those six nights. For a studio? Right. Correct. So uh, That's really low. That's lower than I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Yeah, but if you go into a um, a one-bedroom, it would be 207 points. So once you go into pretty much any time you, you go from a studio to a bedroom, it's like double the points for the most part. A little, maybe a little bit more. So um, if you don't mind like a, a studio and like the Wilderness Lodge, it's you get, you know, you were saying before you have a, a queen bed and then you have a queen chair, a queen couch that pulls out, a, a couch that pulls out into a queen bed and you have a pull down from the wall that's a single bed. So you can actually sleep five people in the Wilderness Lodge studios. And um, can you like, if you don't have enough points, what do you do? Like, let's say I wanted a one bedroom and I only have a hundred points. Can you so, like steal from other... Yeah, so okay. t- so typically you get so let's say your let's say your use year is is um, June. So this upcoming June you're going to get a hundred. Let's say you have a hundred points, so you'll have a hundred points in June to use from June to May of next year. Basically, June one through May thirty first. Exactly right. Year. So what you can do is, if you're planning on a trip in November, you can borrow a hundred points from your following year's use year. So now okay. you'll have two hundred points to use during that time period. But if you only need 50 points, you can borrow 50 points from your next year. So you only have to use um, half of your points. So you only have to use, you know, you'll use 150 points from that, that time period. So you can borrow as many points as you have, but you can only borrow one year ahead. And if you don't use all your points, you can bank them. So if you only, let's say you use 75 of your 100 points, you can take 25 points and bank it into the following year. But once you bank those points, you can't use them until the following use year. So you have to book you have to book your trip after June of next year to use those twenty five points that you borrowed. That you um And it's all based on when you go, not when you book. So and I, this is gonna get really confusing, but <laughs> you can book eleven months out for the resort you own at. So right. if I wanna go in November um, for Thanksgiving, and I want to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, where my wife and I own, I can actually book, I could have booked this past December. So even though I'm booking in December, it would have been in a different use year because of when the trip was going to occur. And I know that's confusing, but um, you can book way in advance, but it's all based on when your trip is going to be. And uh, But to answer your question, you know, Sean mentioned you know banking and borrowing. You can There are also other options. You can always, uh, I did this once, I was about five points shy of staying at the boardwalk uh, last February. So I called DVC and you can pay for, you can buy one-time use points for a fee. Um, 15 and I bucks. Bought, yeah, it's there. $15 a point. And I was, I, th- I think it's 15. That sounds right. I think yeah, I, I think was like five or six points short. So I called DVC and I said, I need, you know, six points can you you know hook me up basically and yeah i think you're allowed to do that once per year yep uh once per use year so i bought six points at 15 bucks a pop so you know that's what 90 bucks or something i think or roughly so i paid 90 dollars to to complete my stay at the boardwalk for the for the trip that i went to uh last february so that's your option as well if you're if you're only missing a couple of points and and, and i did that because i had i didn't have enough points to borrow i had already borrowed uh, we were trying to get ahead and use our points ahead because we knew we weren't going to go for another year or two. Uh, and so I, you know, we were completing our, our use year and, and we, we bought like six points and that was it. Now, I, I know you guys each have like their own kind of your home resort. Have you ever tried expanding? Like how many different resorts are there? And you have you ever tried like swapping out, like trying a different resort? Well, yeah, you can stay at any resort just because you have your home. The you can stay wherever you want. the The advantage is, is the resort you own at you can book eleven months out. You can only book seven months out at resorts you don't own at. So it's easier. I can get 
at 11 months at Animal Kingdom Lodge, literally, I can stay wherever the heck I want to stay. I, you know, I can pick any room I want at 11 months, and I'm going to have no problem finding it. But at seven months, especially at some of the more popular resorts, at some of the more popular times of year, like if you want to stay boardwalk in October during food and wine, good luck. Gotcha. Because um, everybody wants to be at boardwalk and beach club during food and wine because you can stumble home drunk. Right. 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 Um, but other than that, you can stay wherever you want. So, I mean, I've stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I've stayed at Saratoga Springs. I've stayed at Boardwalk. I've stayed at Wilderness Lodge. Those are the only four DVC resorts I've stayed points at. Yeah, the big thing about the seven-month window is, like Alan was saying, if it if it comes to, like, Christmas or any kind of time, there's a busy time of year, it's going to be very hard for you to book at the seven-month window outside your home resort. Yeah, good luck, bro. Yeah, so... <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> right, so if you're typically somebody that's going to vacation during one of the busy time of years, you're going to want to own at the resort that you want to stay at, so... If I would you, say that's true no matter what. Even yeah, if you're, yeah, for the most even part. Even if you yeah. vacation, any, in, no matter when, if you vacation at Disney, you should buy at the resort that you most want to stay at. Maybe not most want to stay at, but that you're okay staying at. Right. Because 11 months, I mean, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge is huge, but I think even for the people who own at the other resorts, 11 months, you pretty much, you're going to be able to get what you want to get. Seven months is very difficult to get what you want to get, um, especially if you're going to stay in a studio. Uh, the studios seem to, to snap up quicker in my experience. Yes. Whereas my only trip to Disneyland, we stayed at the Grand Californian, and we were really concerned about being able to get a studio at seven. Excuse me, at seven months because it's it's a really small resort and it's super popular. So instead of doing that, we just got a one bedroom. Now because we ended up spending almost two years worth of points, it was still easy to book it. But there were no studios available at seven months, so we had to book a one-bedroom at seven months. Yeah, and if you don't like Saratoga Springs, if you don't like the resort, don't buy there. I mean, because you're going to be stuck there, you know, at 11 months, you're going to be booking for Christmas, and you're hoping at seven months you're going to be able to go to the beach club or something like that. Well, it's probably not going to happen. You might get it, but you might not get it at seven months. What happens is you can also go onto a wait list for a resort that you want to stay at. So once a seventh month window comes up, and let's say you want to try to stay at the beach club during Christmas, you could put your name on the wait list at seven months, and you could do it up to thirty day up thirty days or se- up to seven days. You can keep it on the, on there as long as you want, basically. And if it comes, if your wait list comes through, it could be thirty days prior. Then you'll know you'll be staying at the beach club, but you might just be staying at your home resort until you find out that your waitlist came through and you could have two waitlists going at one time per during your um during the year you can only have two waitlists going so you can waitlist at beach club and contemporary if you wanted to yeah so it's important i guess the point there is it's important to buy a resort that you are comfortable staying with staying at if you hate saratoga if you hate the size of the resort or whatever reason you hate and not just saratoga any resort if you hate contemporary whatever don't buy there you know a lot of people i think a lot of people go to buy at saratoga because right now it's it's probably the cheapest on the secondary market right sean i know it is pretty cheap i can we can look was it 70 80 bucks a point probably on the secondary market no it's probably less than that i think animal kingdom lodge is somewhere in the 80s right now so saratoga is probably in the 70s so people think well i'm just gonna buy 100 points at saratoga and then i'll just you know, spend those points and stay at the Grand Floridian. It doesn't really work that way. It can. You can get right. lucky. I'm not going to act like you can't make it work. Um, but for you, especially who likes to go at Thanksgiving, I mean, that's a tough. You've been there. You know, it's busy. It's tough to yeah. find a room. So you're not. You're going to stay at Saratoga if you buy at Saratoga during Thanksgiving. So what's what, like? What's Disney selling like right now at the Polynesian? I guess, or I don't know if that um, one's sold out. Like. If, if I went Grand direct- Floridian and Polly. Uh, Grand Floridian okay. just sold out. So oh, did it sell yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. Just a, right, as of right now, you can get on a wait list if you're an existing member, I believe. But um, Polly is the only one that's, I think, actively selling right now. Yeah, and that's so, the, they will sell other ones, but they don't actively promote it. If you go right. into a DVC office and meet with a DVC rep, you could probably buy Saratoga, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Maybe not Grand Floridian because that's still so freshly sold out. There's probably still a wait list. But even though Animal Kingdom Lodge isn't actively um, promoted, you could probably buy there if you went in and talked to someone. And you mentioned like resale. Is that you're just buying like 
somebody's old timeshare, I guess, that they're trying to sell. Yeah, somebody's dirty old timeshare is basically what you're buying. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. a great uh, description there, right? <laughs> I, I can't. Uh, you know, <laughs> let's say I, you know, let's say my wife and I decide that we can't. Uh, we can't afford the monthly do, uh, the the monthly dues, or we just say, you know, we're not going to go to Disney anymore. We hate it. We're we we hate that Frozen's coming to Norway. So screw <laughs> you guys. I'm going home, and we want to sell. So we go on the uh, secondary market. There's several websites out there, and I won't mention them because I'm not trying to promote one over the other. Right. But very easy to Google DVC resale. And you can find multiple, uh, and we sell, and we and people put them up there, and uh, you know, it's people like that um, who are just trying to get out of it there's people who probably unfortunately and this is sad to think about there's probably people who financed it uh and can't afford to pay for it anymore and they're having to sell and they're going to lose a ton of money on it um, but they sell them for depending on the property you know you'll see contracts on there you know i have 150 points at animal kingdom lodge and i'm selling them for 87 dollars a point and you can buy them secondary from basically from them yeah, so basically how the, the resale works is that uh, a couple years ago, Disney changed the policy where in order for you to have, in order for you to, if you're buying via resale, you're not able to use your points outside of DVC. So if you buy a resale, you're not able to use your points on a Disney cruise or put it into RCI or anything like that. So it strictly has to be a DVC resort. Which, for the most part, most people don't use it outside of that. Because yeah, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Especially if you're going to want a Disney cruise, you're better off renting your points out and paying cash for the cruise. It comes out to be a better value than you using points for it. But how the resale, resale works, it's basically like buying a house. So you, you're out there and you see there's a 100-point contract for Old Key West for, let's see, let's just say it's $80 a point, so it's going to be $8,000. And five hundred dollars closing costs. So you're going to put your bid on it. Say you're going to want it for you want them to include the closing costs on your on your sale. So if they accept your offer, then it goes to Disney for final right of a right of refusal. And if Disney passes on it, then you get the contract. So usually, typically, it takes uh, I think it's like three to four months for a closing. Two to four months for a closing to go through, and then. Disney will send you your information and you're a DVC member. Once you have your DVC number, then you can book your first trip. Um, there's no real downsides to the the resale. You're you're just like a real member. I mean, it's not you like are a real member. Yeah, you're not penalized for it. You just can't use it outside of the DVC resort. So which most people don't do. Right. Um, but then it also comes into you know when you're looking to go the resale route is. You might see a low contract for like Vero Beach. It might be it's only sixty dollars a point, but their maintenance fees could be a lot more. They could be like eight dollars a point. So if Vero you have, Beach points are uh, really high maintenance fees because they're yeah. on the beach, so they right. have to pay for uh, like flood insurance and insur- uh, hurricane insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. So for every point that you own, you also have your maintenance fees that you pay yearly. So once, uh, let's say you have a hundred points at Old Key West, which I think is around $6. So you have to pay $600 a year, $600 a year in maintenance fees. And you could pay monthly or you can make a one lump sum. I do monthly just because it comes, it comes right out of my, my checking account and it makes it easy. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. I pay, uh, I pay monthly as well. And for my points I'm paying, I think this year I'm paying $80 a month for my dues. Yeah. I'm like 64 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Animal Kingdom Lodge is a little newer, so I think ours are a little bit higher. Uh, the the other thing about resale that I don't, to my knowledge, well, let me rephrase that. You can't finance if you buy resale, unless you get your own financing. Right. If you get a loan from your bank and then you use that money to pay, that's fine, but you can't finance through resale. You have to have cash money to pay for them, whereas through Disney, you can finance the points if you want to um, as a as a banker and a financial person, I would advise that you not finance a timeshare, but that's entirely right. up to you. I mean, you have to make those decisions. Um, uh, the rates aren't terrible. I actually, and, and I, as soon as I tell you not to finance it, I will admit that I financed mine for about three months uh, and then paid it off in full. Uh, and the rates back then weren't bad. If you if you have really good credit, you can get 11.75% is what it used to be. Uh, that was you know four years ago. I don't know what it is now, but... For an unsecured timeshare rate, eleven seven five is is really not that bad of a rate for an unsecured loan. Um, 
but you can finance through Disney if you choose to. But if you buy resale, you cannot finance. You have to have the money up front to pay for it in full, plus closing costs. The thing you have to remember when you're when you're going to finance it, you know, sometimes it'll be a three, five year thing through Disney or something along those lines. Your return on you investment for ten years. Ten years. Your, your return on investment is going to be a lot longer than it would be if you paid cash. So, like, I paid cash for mine, and my return on investment I think is six years. I think I just I just reached that. I think whatever it is. But if you do like a ten year one. Your return is going to be 15, 20 years on that if you return that money. So, with the. Yeah, I mean, if you think about your, you borrowed 20 grand for 10 years at 12%, you're paying a lot more than 20 grand. Right. And how long do you have your timeshare for? Like, how many years? Is it like a 20 Depends year on the resort. Okay. No, it, it depends on the resort. Um, I think Animal Kingdom is 2057. Wow. Whereas when it expires currently. Wilderness Lodge for me is 2042. Saratoga is a little shorter. Yeah. There's, it's all based on, like, you know, the, the newer resorts have a little longer. Uh, a 50 year, because they're 50 newer, year time. Period. Uh, but it's the same time frame. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, kind of, that's probably not right. Yeah, it's and 50, can any it, new resort can, is 50 um, years. And you can will it so you can leave it to your kids. You know, if, obviously you're you're younger, so that's probably necessarily not a... Although 50 years, if you, you, I think you said you were in your 40s, so you'll be in your 90s right. in 50 years. So you probably would want... To, you can will it to someone. You are an owner. Um, and I think there are... Uh, is it Old, Old Key West was the first and didn't they extend that Sean didn't they yeah, offer they, an extension for people they initially yeah. offered an extension of I think it was 15 years for something like $15 a point and it wasn't very popular because most of the people that already owned it have owned it for like 15 years already whatever it is and they're a lot older so they're not they didn't want to add another 15 years onto their contract so nobody really is sure what's going to happen once that contract ends if the, if the 50 year mark is over so disney could decide to knock the resort down or you know sell right. more years on the contract so nobody knows yet see i would think the to me the renewal would be a, i mean if i raise i don't have kids but if i have kids and i raise them to be disney fans which i have full intentions of doing <laughs> as long as disney doesn't you know start sucking and that's an argument we can go into another day you know some people <laughs> seem to think that's the case but uh, you know, why not pay 15 bucks a point and renew it and then give right. it to my kids and let them keep renewing it at 15 bucks a point or 20 bucks a point. It's still cheaper than what I paid per point. That's for sure. Right. Exactly. And what's, I mean, what's the polygon for per point? Like, I don't even know what, cause I, I'm not buying. So what's the, do you know what the price point is on the poly? 150, 155 a point. Yeah. Wow. So I can, I can renew for 20 bucks a point. Yeah. I, you got, I got you. Here you go. Right. 20 bucks, you know. So what appealed for you guys? Like, you know, you're walking in Disney World. You know, you see those little booths, you know, like all over the place in Disney Springs. You know, and, uh, you know, I think the the, the uh, slogan used to be, you know, Disney's uh, little secret or whatever. Best, so how best kept kinda, secret. What is it? It used to be is uh, Disney's best kept secret, right? Oh, best, I said Disney's little secret. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how did you guys, how did you both kind of get involved in it? Like, you know, what did, what did it appeal for you? You go first, Sean. Go ahead. Okay. So for me, it was, I wanted to, as a kid, I only went to Disney, um, you know, three times is when I was younger, every four or five years or so we went. So I, I loved Disney so much when I was a kid. I just couldn't wait to get back. And four years was a very long time. And I wanted to just be able to make sure that I can have a vacation to Disney World for my kids or just to take a vacation in general with my kids and going to Florida is a lot easier than it is going to to an island or going to Europe so and I know that Disney had other resorts not just Disney World they also had places in California now they have now they have Hawaii but they've got a, a place in South Carolina they have another place in Florida so I knew it was going to be a I was going to have the ability to take my kids on a vacation every year. So after I had my initial pay down period, me paying for my maintenance fees, so I'm paying, you know, $700 a year for maintenance fees, I can get seven to 10 nights in a Disney studio during like September, the slower time of year I can get it. I can go for over a week. So that's, you know, a hundred or even less than a hundred dollars a night to stay there. So for me, that's an absolute bargain. Where are you going to go 
to stay for $700, you know, for $100 a night. You're not going to be able to stay anywhere except Motel 6. <laughs> but they leave the light on for you, so that's a good thing. But um, I just wanted to be able to... It was, a, it was an investment in the future to make sure that I can have the ability to take my kids on a vacation somewhere outside of New Jersey. Well, for me, it was... I mean, you know, we don't have kids, but we, we talked to... I mean, we, we talk about having kids eventually. And for us, it's a big thing, like Sean said, about, you know, just having a place to take our kids i mean i grew up uh, i was lucky i got to go to disney a lot now we never stayed on property but my parents had timeshare and uh, well they had timeshare that they uh, traded their weeks to stay in florida so i went to disney a lot as a kid and, and i love it uh, i loved it then uh, i love it now uh, my wife loves it we have such a great time there and and we wanted to raise our kids as as disney world fans so um you know, we, we already were going a lot anyway. My, my wife and I started dating in 2003. Uh, we took our first trip together in 05. We went again in 08. We went again in 2011, which is when we bought DVC. And then we went to uh, Disneyland in 2012. We took two trips in 2013, and we took three trips in 2014. So obviously we're gonna go to disney that's not a that's not a how, question for us how many trips in 2015 uh, actually this year we're not taking any because we're uh, we're in the process of buying a new house so we're kind of gotcha. taking a year off but gotcha. uh, but you know obviously we're gonna go and we knew we were gonna go and um i am a uh, self-proclaimed hotel snob i don't deny it i like to stay in nice hotels uh so we were staying when we were going we were staying in the moderates which are perfectly nice uh, we enjoy the moderate resorts but the deluxe resorts are a little bit nicer let's be honest uh so we wanted to be able to go a lot when we have kids we want to be a go a lot now when we don't have kids and we wanted to stay in nice places uh, you know, I pay a little over a thousand dollars a year for my dues. Um, I can't stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge for ten night for ten days and nine nights for a thousand dollars. I haven't priced it out in cash, but I'm pretty sure I can't do it for a grand. Uh, you could probably no, you go can. online and confirm that for me, Sean. But you I'm pretty sure I can't. Yeah, I think one it. night's like five hundred. So yeah, yeah, you cannot. So, and, and that's not just, I mean, if we want to stay at Grand Floridian, which my wife really wants to stay there, so we're going to try to, to trade our points and, and maybe get a, you know, a short trip there, but you're just not going to stay at those resorts for the price that, that we pay per year. Now, of course, the argument, so the naysayers say, well, you spent $20,000 plus your $1,000 a month, and that's true, but over the next, uh, what, 42 years that I own the property, you know, it, it ends up, you know, Sean was talking about return on investment, and that's the key. It ends up being less per stay, especially for us. If I stay 10 days at a deluxe resort, which is most of our trips are 10-day trips, I'm going to spend more than, than that money over the next 42 years. So for us, it was just about this is a place we enjoy going. This is a place that we want to bring our kids, and we want to be able to do it more affordably i guess for lack of a better word i mean it's hard to it's hard to argue that that much money is affordable but in the long run it is it's all right. about um the the dbc guy and, and we were already sold so he wasn't selling it to us but he he made a good point on a smaller scale when you go to disney now and you can buy your refillable mug for 18 dollars or whatever it is and that's a lot of money for one soda but if you're staying for 10 days and you're going to drink three sodas a day, which is not abnormal for people, by the time you are there for that length of time, you've spent more than $18. So it's a good deal in that you know, situation. It's the same thing on a obviously much larger scale. Yeah, you look, so look at it this way. In 2002, 2000, I think 2002, I stayed in a DVC Deluxe Resort for the first time. I stayed at the Wilderness Lodge. I got it for $135 a night with an annual pass discount, okay? Now, with an annual pass discount, if you can get it for under $300, that's, that's pretty impressive. You, you could probably get it for, you could probably get it for like $275 with a discount depending on the time of year. But that's double than what I paid for it in two thousand and in two thousand and two. So the cost of the hotels are increasing exponentially. That 
DVC really is a no-brainer if you plan on going year after year after year. As long as you can pay for that initial, you know, investment of whatever twenty thousand dollars to get into get your foot in the door. If if you really want to do it, go resale and just buy fifty points. Just get a small contract if you have that extra money sitting around, and just add more points, you know, as the years go on, and so you have enough. So. You know, go buy a 50-point contract and go every two years. That'll give you 100 points. You can probably get seven nights out of it during September or the slow season. So look at that as an opportunity for you to get yourself into the door and just buy more points later on. John, you can't let my uh, wife uh, listen to this podcast because that's a very good argument here. So, I mean, we talked about with my son going, you know, pretty much every two years, probably till he's, well, at least he doesn't want to go anymore. So Right. You're definitely bringing up some, you know, valid points here. So, you know, me being a huge Disney fan and kind of like Alan said, you know, you, I'm training my my son, you know, he knows who Mickey Mouse is basically to be a Disney fan. So I'm going to be going year after year. So um, and pricing it out, especially for Thanksgiving, you know, you look at the prices, they're insane for, you know, per night. So you're definitely talking and making a lot of sense. OK, just as an example, uh, one of the resale sites here is uh, Bay Lake Tower has a 50 point contract at $125 a point. So that's going to be what? 5 5000 something whatever it is. 1000 and change. Yeah. Yeah, 1000 and change. Um so that's that's your foot in the door right there. You know, within an October use year and it's got the the full 50 points to use for the the use year coming in October. So that easily is going to net you 100 points every two years where you can you can um, not go this year and bank it and, and use his points the next year so that can give you like you were saying like you could go to old say in old key west for thanksgiving for i think it was like 80 points for six nights so it's that's going to work in your favor you know so for you to go a week down to, to disney during that that time frame is going to run you hotel wise. It's still going to run you to like over three thousand dollars. So easily, yeah. Put a little more money out, and you got you've got it right there. You know that, that five thousand dollars plus closing costs will probably come around six grand. Right, but right, right. That's two years right there, and you're gonna you're gonna pay that off so quickly now if you're gonna if you could pay that out you know in cash you know right now. So going the resale route is the way I did it, just because I knew I couldn't purchase that big. Right, um, that big contract in the beginning, and I'm happy with the way I did it. You know, I, I do want more points, but at least I have 125 points now. It, it gives me, you know, a week or so in the Disney parks. Typically, do like six, but it still gives me enough points to go every single year. And as far as membership uh, benefits, besides the actual um, resort, and especially with the resale, like basically, what like do you get anything extra, like a discount on whatever or anything like that? Yeah, you do get. Without that's, a, that's the sensitive subject amongst <laughs> DVC fans uh, okay. or DVC uh, owners. Um, it used to be really good. Like before I joined, it was what, 15, 20%, Sean? Yeah, off of me- merchandise? Yeah, merchandise. Actually, I no, I don't, was it? You sold, you sold me right there. 15% off merchandise. I'm sold. Well, you <laughs> but get, it's you, not that anymore. Now you it's you get 10%. 10%. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Right, but it used to be more. So a lot of the. A lot of the old school DVC fans um, that are, are are turning a little bit sour grapes uh, are are complaining that it you know it used to be fifteen or twenty and now it's only ten and uh, whereas I've always been kind of a glass half full kind of guy at least I try to be so ten percent is still ten percent I mean yeah would I like fifteen or twenty well, of course I would but right. that's not what they're offering so I'm still going to take right. the ten percent um, yeah you used to get free valet parking you still get that uh, no not anymore. No, they stopped. I thought that. You, when did no. they stop doing that? Uh, a couple, two years ago, two, three years ago, yeah. No, they didn't. I got free valet parking. Well, well no, um, let me rephrase that. The only time I've ever used valet parking was at the uh, Victorian Alberts, and I think yeah, that's so, free. Now, yes, because they're four hundred bucks to eat right. there. But yeah, but you do get you do get a discount on your annual pass as well. So I think right now it's one hundred and twenty five dollars off the uh, going rate. So you basically get like the Florida rate, and then they also they've been doing special park deals where I know last year they had it where you for $199 you got a four day park pass to you had you got four days worth of tickets and you had to use them in each different park so you were allowed one day at Magic Kingdom one day at Epcot 
one day at the studios and one day at um, Animal Kingdom, you know, for four days for 200 bucks. You could only go, you couldn't go two days in Magic Kingdom or anything like that. You had to do one day at each park for 200 bucks. So actually, that's a pretty good value. That's and, a good deal. And that's not offered to anybody outside of DVC. So sometimes they run specials like that. So the saving the money on the AP is a big thing. And then you also have the ability to purchase the um, Tables in Wonderland card as well. So, I was just going to say that. Yeah. That's only for... Um... It's generally only for Florida residents and AP holders, but they they offer that to DVC members as well, and that's a huge deal, man. I love Tables in Wonderland, well, which I'm we talked for- about a couple weeks ago, I think. Yes, we did. Okay, and do, do you are you guys like the huge DVC fans? Where you like, you know, you have the T-shirt and the hat and all that kind of, you know, don't they have like DVC merchandise? There is DVC exclusive merchandise. Um, I do own a DVC t-shirt. Um, my wife has a DVC sticker on her car. Um, I'm going to have a DVC magnet on my car once I find it. Right now it's in a box in a storage unit somewhere, <laughs> but as, as soon as I get moved into the new house, it's going to go on my car. Um, I do have a DVC hoodie that I wear quite often. I love it. Uh, so yeah, I do... I personally do buy the DVC exclusive merchandise. I, I like to show off, not show off, but I like to, you know, I, I think there's a certain like camaraderie DVC members that you, know, you end up talking. And that's, there's a guy that uh, I have a part-time job in a grocery store here in town and he's a DVC member. And he came in one day and he had on his DVC t-shirt and we got to talking and, you know, it's it, kind of like, oh, you're a DVC member too. Where do you own? And it just starts good conversation. It's fun to talk about with other members. Yeah, they have they have other perks, you know, on their website a list of other things. But I know like every Wednesday they have a welcome home Wednesday party at the boardwalk, I believe it is, where you know you can go there yeah. and you get some drinks and they have games and they give out prizes and then they have the yearly uh, merry mixer, where it's in December they give out uh, more prizes again and I think they it's like a social with alcohol and stuff along those lines. Um, and then sometimes they have like perks where they'll have. Um, you get discount on like Broadway tickets. You get discount on La Nuba tickets, other types of things like that. They might have like uh, a special dinner for DVC members only certain times of the year. They also have the DVC um, Disney cruise where if you're a Disney DVC member, you're allowed to, to book the cruise even on cash, I believe, where your gratuity is included in the cruise. So if it's $4,000, it's going to cost you $4,000 gratuities included and they give out every day you get a new prize um, in your room, it might be a hat, might be a DVC bag, you know, it could be a whole bunch of different things along those lines. So there are different small little perks that you can get if you do take advantage of it. So it's, it's just up to you. And, and you, you're mentioning all these communications. Do they send you emails, newsletter? Yeah, you get a, first of all, you get a quarterly magazine. Okay. Uh, DVC files and they'll, they'll yeah, keep the you The magazine's updated. fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy reading it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's like it comes out every quarter. You know, there'll be little stories. There'll be member pictures. You know, they'll tell you what's going on in DVC or Disney. Is there any additional discounts? Um, you do get emails from them once in a while. It's more when they're running, they're giving, keeping you up to date on discount on uh, not discount, but uh, pricing on points or things along those lines. Sometimes if there's some kind of special going along with some kind of um perk they might tell you as well but the website is up to date you can go to the website and book everything you can find out whether discounts are available so the website's pretty up to date on everything and then i guess um i guess my uh my last question is have you heard any rumors about any uh new dbcs coming up like what's next i guess you know they're always seems always you know they just finished the polynesian the big rumor has been for several years has been uh fort wilderness right sean like uh, them well, adding was, something over there. That was a big one where they were going to knock down River Country and make that a new DVC resort. But the latest rumors that I've been hearing is that they're going to expand it to the Wilderness Lodge. And they're going to take rooms expand away from the... Or at Wilderness Lodge, yeah. Take more of the regular gonna, rooms. And correct, yeah. Just like they do um, at the Polynesian. I've heard rumors where they're going to do the bungalow type things at the Wilderness Lodge as well. I've so. also heard rumors about Yacht Club because right now it's just Beach Club. I've heard Yacht Club is gonna they're gonna convert some rooms at Yacht Club to yeah. The biggest problem rooms. with the Yacht Club is is that Yacht Club is a very big convention resort, so they're kind of afraid yeah. of taking rooms away from there. So true, but you know he he asked about rumors, so I've heard that rumor right. recently. Um, but I still think eventually Fort Wilderness is going to happen. Like I think they're going to have to. So it's mainly in deluxe resorts, right? Pretty much the DVC. Right. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, there is a rumor about what Caribbean Beach one day possibly getting yeah, possibly DVC to yeah. have like a moderate level DVC, but. For me, I wonder how they're going to differentiate those those folks who buy there. Um, you know, like it or not, if you pay less per point to own at a moderate DVC, they sh- those those people should not be allowed to have the same benefits as those who pay for the deluxe DVC. I mean, you know, right. hate me if you want to hate me, but that's just the way that's the way it works. It's that's just the way it works. Um, so there's to me, I wonder if they're going to be able to do that because. You have to be able to differentiate between people who buy at Caribbean Beach and people who buy at the Grand Floridian. We'll see how that works. Right. There's a there's a, somebody on Twitter um, had a whole had a question with a whole bunch of, of things in here. <laughs> Wrote something on, on Facebook with a whole bunch of questions on here. I just want to read it briefly. And there's actually a couple good points that we can answer on here. It says, um, "How does the point system work?" Well, we went over that. We don't go every year. Do they roll over? If so, what's the expiration? We went over that. If you have a home resort, does it cost more to stay at other DVC resorts? Uh, yes, every single DVC resort has a different point structure. So um, the studio values at Animal Kingdom are the lowest on property, and the Polynesian is the most expensive at the bungalows. So um, every single resort and different times of year have different point structures. So you have to look and see what you know where you want to stay you know, to maximize your amount of points. Um, what does financing look like? We briefly went over that. Like Gallon was saying, I think it's like around 12%, 13% for financing. It depends on your credit. Right. Um, they have, when I bought in 2011, they had two tiers. If you had you know, what they deemed to be excellent credit, uh, you got 11.75% for a maximum of 10 years. And if you had what they deemed to be, uh, you know, I guess average or worse credit, then I think you got maybe 13 and three quarters roughly somewhere in there somewhere in the 13 to 14 range um, it's probably different now uh, it might be a little higher now but that's still there's there were two tiers based on your credit score essentially right. um, then how about dues and maintenance fees are there any drawbacks to buying resale what perks come with the membership um, we went all over that what's the minimum amount of points that can be purchased I believe if you purchase it through Disney, 160. 160? Because that's what I own, okay. and that was the minimum I could buy at the time. So unless they've changed it in the last four years, it's 160. It's possible. It could be lower. I'm not sure. Um, but if you go resale, you can do as low as, I think, 25. You can get 25 points. Yeah, that's the lowest contract I've ever seen is 25. Yeah. Um, say you want to stay at a non-DVC resort. Can you use points to discount the cost? For example, my family really loves the cabins at the campground, but are but they aren't DVC. If you purchased it through Disney, yes, you can use it at some other resorts, but it it's not a good idea. It's for, not good value. Yeah, it's not. I think like if you wanted to stay at the campground, it comes out to be like $40 a point per night or something along those lines, depending on the time of year. And you can stay at the Grand Floridian on the water for basically 40 uh, points a night. So it does not pay well to do that. But you can do it. You can trade your DVC points to stay at Disney resorts, and that's worldwide. You can stay at the resorts at Disneyland Paris or uh, Tokyo or Hong Kong. Um, You can use them for the cruises. You can trade them to Adventures by Disney, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you can trade to RCI and stay at some of the nicer RCI resorts around the world. Uh, It's not in your best interest as far as value, but you can do it. What else you got, Keith? The new Keith? Uh, The new Keith. Uh, That's (laughs) new and improved. There you go. Um, That's pretty much it. I mean, you definitely brought up some, uh, you know, some very interesting points. You know, I never kind of really considered the vacation club before. I'll have to kind of just kind of you know look into it a little bit especially kind of the resale value kind of seems a little bit interesting you know kind of like i said before since i am pretty much going every year it kind of makes sense i mean i stayed on and off property you know year after year so yeah i mean resale is nice my wife and i have uh, when we're ready to buy more which we do we we want to double our points we've got 160 now we'd love to have 320 because uh, once we have kids we want to be able to do one bedroom uh uh, one bedroom stays instead of deluxe so we have you know a separate space for us from from our kid or kids as it may be but uh you know we're, we're talking about resale because we bought from disney and i don't regret buying from disney by any stretch but 
I think our next purchase will definitely be resale. There's there's nothing wrong with resale by any means. Well, thank you very much, guys. You've definitely been very informative and definitely uh, you know opened my eyes about Vacation Club, and I'm sure you helped a lot of our listeners out there as well. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but don't feel like you get yeah. off that easily, buddy. Sorry, <laughs> okay. if, you, if you've ever listened to our show, you know that everyone who comes on our show has to go through the Tiki Lightning round. So don't act like you get to get away without having to do those questions. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. First question. Favorite snack? Um, uh, true. Uh, Mickey ice cream bar. Favorite attraction? Nice. Um, favorite attraction? I would probably say um, Splash Mountain. Favorite character? Uh, Mickey Mouse. Favorite movie? Favorite Disney movie? Um, Ratatouille. Favorite, nice. Dis- favorite Disney that. park memory? Um, probably actually taking my son. We actually took him to Disney World for the first time when he was eight months old. And, you know, basically he went up and met Mickey Mouse for the first time. And Mickey Mouse actually kind of kneeled down and kind of like basically held him. It was like such a, such a great oh, cool. moment. That's cool. Very cool. Anything else? Uh, well, that's all the Tiki Lightning round. Uh, okay. But- Sounds Before we good. let anyone go, go ahead and kind of promote yourself, uh, you know, your Twitter, Facebook, whatever, anything that you want our listeners to know if they want to follow you or, or get in touch with you. How can they do that? Um, pretty much my Twitter account is uh, Disney Thanksgiving, and that's probably the best way to uh, get a hold of me. Alrighty. Any other, anything else you're doing? Do you have a blog or anything? Or Nope, just a big Disney fan. Awesome. All right. Thanks again for uh, letting me the opportunity to be on the show. Yeah, oh, we welcome. appreciate you having you. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, taking the time to to come join us, and uh, hopefully you can do it again. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, but first, we want to thank our sponsor, Loot Crate, the world's greatest subscription box for geeks, gamers, comic book fans, and Disney fans. For more information, visit their site at lootcrate.com/tiki-talk. Let us know what you thought of the show. Comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Or leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Check out our store at Redbubble.com. And follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. You can also find Keith, the old Keith, at Dole Whip Daily um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and our guest, the other Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Keep us hanging there, Alan. You paid what? <laughs> He's just shocked in how much he, sp- he, he paid. <laughs> he hung up. <laughs> Boy, talk about a cliffhanger on the next episode of the Enchanted Tiki Dog. How much did Alan pay for his timeshare? He probably just needs to turn his arm like a certain right way. Exactly. I think that's what he has to Keep the Wi-Fi there. <laughs>